this is a reading from John chapter 4, verse 31 to 38, page 1045 in our church Bibles. The fields are ripe for harvest. Meanwhile, Jesus' disciple urged him to eat. Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and finish his work. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. Even now the one who reaps draws a wage and the harvest crops for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows, another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Another have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefit of their labour. This is the word of God of the Lord. Thank you, Sasha, very much indeed. That was great. Well read. Okay. So, good morning, everybody. Okay. Well, the gospel story that you just heard, if I sort myself out here, the gospel story that you just heard, Jesus tells his disciples a kind of riddle, okay? Who likes riddles? Who likes solving riddles? Okay, this is good. So, what we're going to do is, before we look at the Bible story itself, I'm going to give you a riddle to start with, okay? So, to kind of get you into the swing of it, okay? So, are you ready for this first riddle? What I want you to do is, when you, th- when you know the answer, just put your hand up. Don't shout it out, don't say it. Just put your hand up to indicate that you know the answer and keep your hand up. And I'll carry on reading the riddle, and more hands will go up. And then at the end, we'll stop and we'll find out what this riddle means. Okay, so this is the practice riddle, okay? So, and the question is, who or what am I? I am old, but also new. I may seem rather strange, but all of me is true. I am 66 inside, but really only one. I can be pocket-sized, or sometimes I weigh a ton. All of me is about a person you really ought to meet. He often signs his name, and each story is his treat. I am a world bestseller, but sadly, not that widely read. Perhaps you've seen me on a shelf or lying by a bed. Who or what am I? I'm going to go to someone who hasn't said nothing today. Do you want to go? A book. A book, yeah. Do you know which book? No, okay. And it... Yeah? Oh, well, we've, got a, we've got Rebecca over here. Rebecca, what do you think we're talking about? Uh, the Bible. The Bible, exactly. So that was a riddle. The answer of which was the Bible. And what we're going to do now is we're going to have a look at this passage that Sasha read to us, because Jesus tells a kind of riddle in this passage. And let's see if we can work it out together. So, 
Before we look at the riddle itself, I need to tell you something about what has just happened immediately before Jesus tells this riddle to his disciples, okay, to to understand the background. Because Jesus had been traveling through a neighboring territory called Samaria, a desert-like, mainly desert-like territory. And uh, it was very barren and desert. And he and his disciples had been walking a long way, probably, under the blazing hot sun. And they come to a well, a water well, near a town called Sychar. And while Jesus waits by the well, his disciples, who are hungry, head off into the town to buy food. And there's a woman at the well. And Jesus is waiting there. And the woman, she's come to draw water at the well. And to cut a long story short, what happens is that Jesus speaks so lovingly and so powerfully into this woman's life that she comes to believe that he is the Son of God, the Messiah. And she heads off into the town in great excitement to tell her friends because she wants them to come back and meet Jesus as well. Now, by this point, Jesus' disciples have returned from the town with the food And our Bible reading picks up from there as they urge Jesus to eat some food. Because they say, Rabbi, eat something. And here's where the riddle starts. Because Jesus replies, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Hmm. Has Jesus hidden some sandwiches in his coat pockets? I don't think so. He's not talking about food that we can actually eat. It's a riddle. So I wonder what he's talking about. The disciples are puzzled. They don't get it. And they say to each other, could someone have brought him food while we were away? And so Jesus continues with the riddle. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Who sent Jesus? Jordan. God, that's right. So the first thing we've learned is that Jesus is saying that his food is to do what God wants him to do and to finish God's work. In other words, although the disciples were trying to persuade him to fill his belly, Jesus was saying in effect, look, I'm more excited about doing what God wants me to do than I am about satisfying my own hunger. And do you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of another conversation that Jesus had in a desert, in a wilderness. Do you remember when he was tempted by the devil? And Jesus was tempted to turn stones into bread. And he said, man doesn't live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So there it is again. Jesus preferring the things of God over satisfying his own hunger. So the first thing we learn from this riddle is that we are to put God first, okay? Jesus says that we are more nourished when we do what God wants us to do than by just satisfying our own hunger. But I wonder what particular thing it is that... Jesus is talking about here, what, what, what the particular work of God is that Jesus is talking about here. So let's continue with the riddle and see if we can find out. Jesus goes on in the riddle to say this, don't you have a saying, four months until harvest, 
I tell you, open your eyes. Look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. What on earth is Jesus on about? If the disciples did what he said, open their eyes and look round, he wouldn't see any fields. They were in a desert. They certainly wouldn't see any fields that had lots of crops. But the next thing he says helps us to start unravelling the riddle. Verse 36. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life. Aha! So Jesus is not talking about a crop of grain which can be turned into food or into bread. It's a crop that's destined for eternal life. In other words, he's talking about people coming into the kingdom of God. Now, why has Jesus brought this up at this particular time? Because of what's just happened. He's just had a conversation with a Samaritan woman, the result of which was that she believes Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. And what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he sent his Son so that all who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. So if we go back to what Jesus said about the fields are ripe for harvesting a crop for eternal life, he's saying that this Samaritan woman was ripe for harvest into the kingdom of God. And what's more... Unlike a food crop, he didn't have to wait four months for the harvest between when you sow it and when you reap it. She was ready to hear the good news right there and then. And while they went off to satisfy their stomachs, Jesus had stayed, had had one conversation with the woman, and she has come to believe the good news. She's entered the kingdom of God. She has eternal life. Isn't that amazing? And I think this is such good news for us. Because if we imagine that one day in the future, at some undefined time in the future, the community out there is going to suddenly fall on their knees and find faith in Jesus. And there's a great harvest of souls. I think we'll live disappointed. But if we see from this beautiful account in John's Gospel that for each of us, that harvest field is one person who is ready to hear the good news of Jesus, then we can believe that God could use us like that. That's not so hard to believe. And then we can have those conversations just like Jesus had the conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well. And the, so the, second, the third thing that we, we, we learn from this is that people are ready. Not everybody... But people, surprising people, your family, a family member, a friend, a colleague at work, people are ready. When he says the fields are ripe for harvest, there are people you know in your everyday life who are ready to hear the good news of Jesus. Just think about it. If every single one of us led one person to know Jesus in the next 12 months, the church would be growing like wildfire. It would be amazing. We'd never seen anything like it. And that's not so hard to believe. So that's the riddle. Put God first. Have those conversations. Because people are ready. Amen.